Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. All right, to the east side this week on Urban Spelunking, kind of an east side mystery. On the corner of Shepherd and Locust, we've got these brick pillars yes. that are just kind of there. They're, yeah. And if you pass by, you've, you've probably noticed these pillars, but it's not really clear, like, how they got there or no. why they're there or what they were used for. So what's up with these pillars? Well, this it's is, interesting. This is the place where your story begins here. Was was a listener tipped you off and asked you this question, and you began this process to, to find the answer. Yeah, and cause, because, like, everybody who's ever probably seen them, I've thought, that's really interesting. I wonder what's going on with these <laughs> right. things. And I assumed, like everybody else has probably assumed for the last hundred years, that that the pillars held gates. But, you know, so I went there and I looked and I didn't really see any sign on the pillars of where there would have been hooks or where the hooks would have been removed and, you know, mortared over. Like, there just didn't seem to be any sign of actual gates. Um, and in my nearly 40 years in Milwaukee, I don't remember any gates there. Um, so I thought, well, I'll try and see what I can figure out. Because the the reader who uh, saw this also noticed that they're on opposite corners of um, the locust end of the block. Uh, noticed that there were two little staircases. Okay. Yeah, she's like, but there's nothing there. It's just grassy otherwise. You so, know? so these pillars are sitting on this this basically an empty lot on on the corner of Shepherd and Locust. Yeah, it's sort of like the entrance to the block from the south. So you you you, so it's like this empty grassy area with these two pillars just kind of sitting there mm-hmm. with no real explanation with right. staircases there. And then the two, and then on each uh, on each corner, there's also the two little pillars, and one is out sort of on the sidewalk uh, by Locust. And then uh, another little one is on the grassy patch on each side. So it's like it looks really sort of random, you know. So it looks random, but it was obviously an intentional choice to put these there. They serve some kind of purpose. Somebody poured the, the concrete for the steps and laid the brick for these pillars. So you went back to these old insurance maps and, and tried to really get to the bottom of, of why these existed. Yeah, because as you say, they're not random really in any way because... They, each corner looks sort of random, like why are these little ones where they are? But the opposite corner is a mirror image. They're exactly the same. So okay. clearly these were... It was a choice. It was a choice, yeah. Um, and as you say, nobody just accidentally dropped bricks and they formed their own natural, <laughs> right. <laughs> natural pillars. Um, and I think people's sort of rational idea was that these things held gates. Right. You know, and then you immediately start to think of exclusive communities and everything right. that brings with it, you know, which is a whole, <laughs> which is a whole another gated community. I think right, forces. Community. Yeah. Know. Well, you think of these, you also think of these covenants in neighborhoods that developers had when they first platted out neighborhoods, preventing, you know, Jews from living there or mm. African-Americans from living there, that trying to control who lived there. Um, and I think the gates immediately sort of, I mean, the, symbolize that. Yeah. They make me feel a little edgy, right? <laughs> you know, when yeah. I see them. Um, but I don't think there were gates, you know? And, and so what I did was I went back and I, Started at the Sanborn fire insurance maps, which are very useful. Um, and it's easy to find the 1894 ones and the 1910 ones online from Milwaukee. Um, and, and we've the, seen these pop up in a bunch of Urban Spelunking articles. Oh, yeah, I use them all the time. It's a great resource. It is a great resource. And I use them all the time. And the public library has really good uh, updated versions of, of other years and stuff, too. Well, we're going to continue with our conversation here to find the answer. What's the deal with these pillars on the east side? That's next on Urban Spelunking. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out your donor benefits, 
and the thank you gifts to show off your 88.9 pride. Um, so I looked at 1910 because that's sort of right in the heart of when all this Prospect Hill subdivision is being developed. And interestingly, that 2900 block of North Shepherd, the west side of the street, houses are built on all the lots, except for the, the corner ones that we're talking about. But on the east side of the street, only two were built. So there okay. was still, um, you know, developers and realtors were still looking to sell property in this neighborhood. Uh, but there's no sign of these things on the maps. But it's also not clear that these would be on a fire insurance map because they wouldn't necessarily be something that's insured by, you know what I mean? Like, they're just not the kind of thing that's generally, not, they're not a house, they're not a store. Right. They're not a, and they're not, not going to burn like down. Right. right, 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 right. So you you looked at these insurance maps, mm-hmm. didn't really find an answer. No. There was no clear, like, you didn't see, yes, these were for gates or yes, these stairs no, led right. to no, somewhere. Nothing, nothing like that. And this, nothing was there. Just nothing there whatsoever. Um, I tried searching through old newspapers, but, you know, I was trying to find, like, the right search. To, like, what do you search exactly? You know, <laughs> right. I, you know <laughs> right. Shepherd Avenue pillars, Shepherd, Shepherd Avenue right. gateposts, Shepherd, like, it just What's tried. What's the deal with the Shepherd Avenue gate? Well, right, and everything, everything I tried came to nothing, you know. And um, so I contacted um, somebody that works uh, actually, I, I talked to somebody in the humanities room at the public library. They were like, hmm, that's a head scratcher. And uh, I talked to the um, city's historic preservation office, and they said, well, there was somebody on the block that had done a little bit, owned a house on the block that had looked into it, but they've moved and we don't know how to find them. And, um, and I talked to the Legislative Reference Bureau, which is part of like the city record center, um, and they weren't entirely sure. So then I talked to uh, Yance Marti, who uh, Milwaukee history buffs will know that name. He had a website called oldmilwaukee.net, and he wrote a book called Wicked Milwaukee, and he works um, in a records division of for the city's uh, Department of Public Works. And he had something that was interesting, which was a 1924 map from a city paving plan. Okay. And, uh, you really went for it. Was there, was there a, a moment where you're like, I'm going too far on these pillars, or were you just committed no, no. at this point? Once, like, once I'm in the hole, I'm in the hole, just digging deeper, <laughs> throwing the dirt out behind me. <laughs> digging up the insurance right. maps, talking uh, to the government officials. And Yance being Yance, a super good guy, he, he also went to the old newspapers and like tried every combination of search terms and it hit the same wall I did. Uh, but he had this 1924 paving plan, and he zoomed in on that corner and lo and behold, there are the two tall pillars flanking the road. Okay. There are gates? the no gates. No there are the gates. two small pillars um, out by the sidewalk, and the two small pillars in the grassy patch, and the two little staircases. All right. So we know it existed. Yes. At and, this point. And what was on that map that's no longer there were walking paths that led from uh, from both Shepherd and Locust. They, uh, those paths met right by those stairs. Um, and the location of the small pillars marks those small pillars were right next to the, where the paths were. So they were not randomly placed. Those, so, the seemingly random placement now <laughs> right. actually made perfect sense then when the paths were there. So we had the pillars. We have evidence mm-hmm. that the pillars were there going back to the original. Yeah, 1924. So, um, they were there before 1920. They, by 1924, they're there. 
and and we have evidence at this point then to believe that these pillars were just meant to be that that they weren't used for something else. There was no gate. Right. It suggests that. And um, there was this confusion of maybe they were matching this architectural trend of like creating these fake kind of like Roman ruins. Yeah. So in the, you know, in the 18th century and still into the 19th century, there was this sort of trend in Europe for uh, rich people like to build fake ruins because it seemed like uh, it seemed like it made their properties more interesting, perhaps more valuable. Like they would just build these like like part of a falling down church in their backyard or <laughs> part of a like tumbling down castle. Reminds me of something. Las Vegas. With yeah, like, right. Very much, very much like Las Vegas or, or, or Disney. But like, instead of trying to recreate something perfectly, they were trying to reproduce it very imperfectly. <laughs> so finding these things ruled that out. Yeah. And they were called architectural follies, these things. And, and it, so it didn't really seem like those were that, you know, because they, these just seemed like decorative things to mark these little corner plots that, turns out had flower beds at the top so you would walk up these steps and there were flower beds on on either side um and it seems that they were probably just a marketing ploy for the block you know that whoever owned those plots of land on the block a developer or realtor real estate company or whatever and was trying to make the block seem exclusive make it seem alluring make it seem like it was better than all. i mean it was probably a lot of the blocks in the neighborhood at that point were in the same situation where they were somewhat developed, but not completely a little further north. They were probably not developed yet at all. So after all this. Yeah. And then of course I went to Facebook because Facebook people know everything. I mean, there's, of course, yeah. there's just people who remember this stuff, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and what was funny is people were like, Oh, I remember when the flower planters, you know, when the planting beds were up there and they looked so beautiful. And, and one person said, you remember the one, how on the, the one on the West side of the street was way nicer than the one on the East side of the street. And, and other people commented, I totally remember that. We always wanted to be on the West side of the street, not the East side of the street. I love that. And then a guy, remember this. Yeah, yeah. There was a guy who worked for the forestry division of the city who said, I used to tend to those garden plots when I oh, worked wow. for the forestry division okay. of the city. So we confirmed that the staircases led to these basically small gardens and, and that these plots are still city owned, which is why they're not built upon. So after all of this work and all this research, it, it amounts to it was all marketing back then. Most likely, yes. We can't be, <laughs> we were not 100% sure because some other piece of evidence could ultimately turn up. Sure. Um, should somebody defi- decide to go down that hole I started. But it would seem at this point that that is a pretty good guess for what was going on there. To me, at least the symbolism here, it's, I think it's so interesting when you study the past and you study, you know, like a, an emerging subdivision in Milwaukee. A lot of the things are kind of still the same, you know, where yeah. you've got these developers who are trying to build a community here and they're trying to attract buyers and make it look as beautiful as possible, you know, as ritzy as possible. Mm-hmm. And they don't have a home yet on this lot, so they, they make it a bit more decorative with flowers and with uh, this path and make it look inviting and warm. And it's, it's you know, it's aspirational and it's yeah, marketing absolutely. the same way that you would do that today. What I think is interesting too is on the on the corner of Locust, we have these like steps where there were the garden beds and the six pillars. But on the north end, there are only the two tall pillars, and the corner lots are built upon. There are houses on those, so I'm guessing that 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 reflects the fact that the neighborhood was sort of growing from the south. So I think it was presumed you would enter the block from the south. I see. And that okay. the and that the north end would be more of an exit, which is sort of demarcated just by these taller ones instead of having the garden plots. That is purely speculation, of course. But that is how the east side grew, right? I mean, you know, as as time went on, it sort of just kept creeping further and further north. 
And here we are again where what really just looks like a little staircase and a couple piles of bricks now that really don't have a, a clear use has this really interesting, you know, history and this whole process to find the answer. Uh, it's just another reminder. I feel like we, we could say this for almost anything we do here uh, on Urban Spelunking is, you know, every little thing in Milwaukee has a story attached to it. Absolutely. Even a little brick pillar on the east side, you know, yeah. or, or six yeah. of them or whatever the case, eight of them. Well, and I was at a building today, um, which we will talk about in the future, I guarantee that. But what's interesting is um, when I stopped there, I I love this building. It's a beautiful building downtown. Um and it sits between two parking lots. And I never noticed before that, like, there's maybe a three-foot-high bit of masonry. It's like a carved piece of stone um, left over from the building that sat next to it that's been that's been torn down for decades and decades and decades. There's just this like, one little piece of it. Hmm. And the people who are buying the building said... Uh, that when they had a, a city inspector come through, the city inspector pointed out to them that they do not own that. Even, <laughs> even though that it's attached to their building, they don't own it because it's technically a remnant of the building that was there next to them before. So the peop- whoever owns that parking lot owns that now useless, but still kind of cool that it sits there piece of masonry of this building that's long gone. And I wonder if that little piece of masonry is on some map somewhere. Oh, I wonder. I bet. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> you have to dig that up. It's an architectural folly, really. <laughs> well, podcasts here on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted Sonic Inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from your membership and from On Milwaukee. You can subscribe to this podcast and all of 88.9's podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we do ask that you would rate and review this podcast so that we can get it in front of even more people. Five stars, baby. Five stars. That's right. Well, On Milwaukee's Bobby Tenzel. Thank you. Thanks, Nate.